Welcome to the Hoosier Hills Conference Weekly, featuring the authorities on sports in the HHC. Justin Soakland from the HHCSports.com and Matt Dennison from Hoosier Hills Hoops. This is your weekly update on the eight schools in the conference. And now, here's Justin and Matt with this week's news and highlights from around the league. Welcome in to week two of the Hoosier Hills Conference Weekly, a podcast that's a joint effort of Matt Dennison, myself from Hoosier Hills Hoops, and also Justin Soakland from the HHCSports.com. We're excited to be with you for our second episode. Regular season football began on Friday. Of course, that will dominate much of our podcast over the upcoming weeks. A lot of the coaches in the conference able to get a look at their teams in a very competitive fashion for the first time. And Justin and I are going to take you through all the games involving the eight Hoosier Hills Conference teams. Justin, welcome to the podcast. My co-host, great to have you back again for our second edition. Well, Matt, thanks a lot. As always, uh, week one was a pretty good week in football, a lot of uh, good games. Uh, one upset probably that everybody would look at as, as a surprising score, but uh, week two is going to have to uh, really uh, hustle to keep up with week one. Well, let's take a look at the games throughout the conference. Justin, get us started with Jeffersonville. They had a big win to get their season maybe off on the right foot. Yes, at Jeffersonville, uh, the Red Devils recorded it, their first win in a season opener since 1992. Uh, a long time ago, for all you historians that remember George uh, Bush, the first of still being the president back then, they started with a 60-48 to victory over Evansville Bossy. Senior running back Austin Hines was the star that night when both offenses ran wild and unchecked. Hines ran for 257 yards and six touchdowns and 35 carries. He had 159 yards and four touchdowns in the first half alone and his 56-yard burst in the second quarter gave Jeffersonville the lead for good. Hines' six touchdowns tied MacArthur Lee's school record set against Martinsville in 1968. Bossy receiver C.J. Howard had four catches, and all those went for touchdowns. His receptions covered 33, 38, 79, and 20 yards. Red Devil running back Isaiah Mack also scored twice, and sophomore quarterback Jamal Britt, whose development is one of the keys to Jeffersonville's success in coming weeks, Debuted by completing 9 of 17 passes for 170 yards, including a 40-yard touchdown pass to Damon Smith. He was intercepted twice. This week, the Red Devils will open HAC interleague play when they host Seymour, and Jefferson will win last year's games with the Owls 52-14. Moving on, New Albany, they were 28-0 winners over Providence. Senior running back Tawan Payton ran for 220 yards and two touchdowns, highlighted by one of the explosive first half plays that powered New Albany to a successful debut. New Albany finally ended a sad streak of home opening losses. The Bulldogs conquered the, conquered the Pioneers at Burke Field for the first time since 1990 and won their home opener for only the second time in the last nine seasons. The win lacked offensive flow, however, marred by a yellow snowstorm of 23 penalty flags, but it was punctuated by lightning strike scores that zapped Providence. Peyton, the hero of New Albany's 28-15 win over the Pioneers in last season's opener, tormented Providence's overworked defense once again. He broke for touchdown runs of 69 and 67 yards. New Albany struck with three explosive plays for its three first-half scores. The first came the first time when a Bulldog touched the football. Senior receiver Ravon Wright gathered a punt, found a crease along the left sideline, and cut back into the clear, scampering 63 yards untouched for a touchdown with 100 seconds gone in the regular season. The second was a 50-yard pass from junior quarterback Zach Donan to Keaton Stout, setting up Donan's 12-yard scoring pass to Jared Jones 
for a 14-0 New Albany lead. And the last was a gut punch with Peyton, who gashed the Pioneers for a total of 232 yards and three touchdowns last year, racing 69 yards for a touchdown that gave the Bulldogs a 21-0 lead with 2.20 left in the first half. The final blow was Peyton's 67-yard scoring burst with 4.44 remaining in the final stanza. New Albany was one of only 25 teams in the Hoosier State to start the season with a shutout. This week, New Albany will go on the road. It's be a tough test against the Castle Knights. The Knights lead the series 10-1 all-time over New Albany after winning last year's game by a 26-0 shutout. Castle opened on Friday with a 44-14 loss to Terre Haute North. Matt, at Charleston, we have what would probably be considered the, the major upset in the conference. Madison uh, recording a 24-7 win over Charlestown, the, kind of the biggest surprise in week one. Madison avenged a 67-14 loss last season to the Pirates, and this win ended Charlestown's 16-game regular season winning streak. Madison forced three turnovers, and quarterback uh, Cody Boyles was 8 of 13 for 153 yards, while Jordan Partey caught six passes for 129 yards, and Mitchell Sandlin ran for 87 yards on 33 carries. This week, the Cubs will travel to South Dearborn, which opened with a 63-13 loss to Lawrenceburg. Madison won last year's game with South Dearborn 32-12, so the Cubs hope to go 2-0 for the first time since 2005. In Bloomington, Columbus East was a 49-21 win over the Bloomington North Cougars. Columbus East junior running back Markel Jones had five touchdown runs, three within a three-minute and 48-second span in the first quarter, and rushed for a total of 253 yards on 16 carries to lead the Class 4A number 2 ranked Olympians. This week, East will host the city rivalry game with the Columbus North Bulldogs. This has very been a very intense rivalry over the years, with three of the last four meetings decided by less than a touchdown. East won last year's city rivalry 23-20. Columbus North, they opened with a win on Friday, excuse me, rather a loss, 34-32 to Plainfield. At Floyd Central, the Highlanders opened with a, t- with a tough test against Louisville Mayo, and Mayo uh, dominated that game 62-16. to Mayo scored touchdowns on its first six possessions and jumped out to a 42-3 halftime lead. Mayo quarterback Davis Manley had four touchdown passes, and Mayo totaled 695 yards. Floyd junior quarterback Colton Kim threw for 189 yards and hit junior running back Gage Klingsmith with a 79-yard touchdown pass. Klingsmith also had 60 rushing yards. This week, the Highlanders will host Providence. The Pioneers won last year's game 27-19 to and will be looking to get their offense on track with running back Matt Bell and quarterback Nathan Bannon. At Franklin, Franklin defeated Seymour 59-13. to Franklin racked up 551 rushing yards and eight touchdowns. Seymour quarterback Austin Sutton finished with 246 all-purpose yards, including 162 passing and 84 rushing. This week, the Owls, as we said earlier in the podcast, will visit Jeffersonville at Blair Field. Seymour hasn't won there since 2005. The ancient series between Jeff and Seymour dates back to 1924, according to renowned Jeffersonville Athletics historian Pat Hennigan. At Bedford, Bloomington South, with uh, Mo Moriarty returning as their new coach, uh, shut out Bedford North Lawrence 35 to nothing. Uh, led by junior quarterback Bryce Stancom, South went on the road and shut out BNL in the debut of new coach Steve Weber with the Stars. Stancombe was 19-24 for 231 yards and four touchdowns, 
while junior receiver Keenan France had six catches for 113 yards and two TDs. BNL struggled on offense. They managed only 57 total yards. Sophomore quarterback Braden Kidd, who was victimized by several drop passes, was 8 of 19 for 51 yards. This week, BNL has another challenge when it goes on the road to face Bloomington North. The Cougars won last year's games 48 to 21, and they've won seven straight in the series with the Stars. Well, the final Hoosier Hills Conference football team we want to recap this week is Jennings County. At North Vernon, the Panthers were defeated by Batesville 49-13. Batesville pounded out 283 rushing yards. Batesville's Zach Mears ripped off a 91-yard touchdown run, and Clayton McKinley had 84 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Jennings County, they were paced by Dakota Bott with 72 rushing yards. He also had one touchdown. Preston Telto had 50 yards rushing and also a touchdown for Jennings County. This week, the Panthers will host Greensburg, which opened up with a 38-28 loss to Shelbyville. Greensburg won last year's game against Jennings County 31-0. We also, each week, will have a Hoosier Hills Conference Athlete of the Week. Of course, football will dominate that for the most part throughout our podcast series that we release every Sunday night. And Justin, I'll let you introduce this week's Hoosier Hills Conference Athlete of the Week. Well, this week, man, it, I, it most definitely has to be Jeffersonville's Austin Hines for his school record six touchdowns against Boston. So congratulations to Austin for an outstanding performance in the season opener. Again, we told you last week in our debut episode that we want to cover other Hoosier Hills Conference sports as well. So if you have something you'd like to add to our podcast or make sure that Justin and I know about, visit our websites for our contact information, HoosierHillsHoops.com or the HHCSports.com. We're also both on Twitter. You can follow me at Hoosier Hills, and Justin at the HHC Sports. Both of those are just one word. Let us know if there's something that we don't find out about or maybe a game that we haven't covered. We want to highlight all the area teams and coaches and great athletic performances. And, Justin, you've compiled uh, some really some super highlights in other sports uh, throughout the Hoosier Hills Conference. Yes, uh, last week, Matt, we had several uh, key performances in girls' soccer, for example. A Bedford North Lawrence freshman, Kat Emery, scored four goals during a 13-1 victory over Owen Valley on Saturday. So congratulations to Kat and BNL for that win. In cross-country, uh, Floyd Central's girls team claimed five of the top six spots and totaled 17 points to win the New Albany Classic on Saturday. Uh, Floyd Central's Lydia Katowski was the winner in 20 minutes and two seconds. In the boys' race, uh, Floyd's Luke uh, Uhl was the winner in 17:07, as the Highlanders won the team title with 23 points. So congratulations to the Highlanders for sweeping those two events. In volleyball, uh, the Hoosier Hills Conference is a strong volleyball conference, and uh, several of their teams got off to good starts with BNL, New Albany, Madison, and Floyd Central starting the season with impressive wins. And finally, in boys' tennis, Floyd Central won for the 32nd time in the last 33 matches against rival New Albany, but the latest win sure didn't come easily. Uh, the two teams were tied 2-2 two to two going down to the number one doubles match, and New Albany's Tanner Goler and Jake Kennard had a 5-1 to one lead in the third set, but Floyd Central's Jack Stoner and Alex Saxon came back and won the final six games to give the Highlanders a thrilling 3-2 to two victory to open their regular season. So congratulations to the Highlanders and look for those two teams to do well in the coming weeks, and especially in the Hoosier Hills Conference Tournament. Well, this has been Episode 2 of the Hoosier Hills Conference Weekly, a podcast that is released every Sunday night by myself, Matt Dennison, and Justin Soakman. We appreciate you listening. Hope that you'll retweet our podcast tweet or maybe share it on Facebook. We really want to increase our audience. We also appreciate the great cooperation from many coaches and athletic directors who take time to send us stuff throughout the week and even some fans. We appreciate 
your interaction as well. Again, this podcast is available sometime every Sunday evening, and it's good for the entire week, and we'll record another one, Episode 3, next Sunday. You can expect a recap of all the football games. We'll also preview the games, as we did a little earlier in this podcast, and toward the end, highlight some of the other sports. And we look forward to being with you, not just this fall, but also throughout the winter and the spring. Again, Matt Dennison and Justin Soakland, it's the Hoosier Hills Weekly Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the Hoosier Hills Conference Weekly. Join Justin Soakland and Matt Dennison again next week with the best coverage of HHC Sports. Throughout the week, visit www.thhcsports.com and www.hoosierhillshoops.com for the latest updates.